Good morning and welcome to today's daily devotion, your daily PPE, your daily devotion from the wisdom books, or at least three of them, the Psalms, the Proverbs, and the Ecclesiastes. Today we are getting closer to the end of this study in Psalms chapter 74. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it myself. Just uh, as someone once told me, um, it's all in the Psalms. Everything, redemption, uh, forgiveness of sins, uh, salvation, it's all there in the Psalms if we just read it and apply it to our lives. So today uh, is Tuesday, it's November the 9th, and the title of today's devotion is Remember the Covenant Promises. We're going to look at verses 20 and 21. Tomorrow we'll wrap up this psalm. But today we have just two verses. Let's read these two verses. Psalm 74, verse 20 and verse number 21. Remember, this is a psalm of Asaph. He's writing here in light of what he uh, sees going on in Jerusalem to the temple of God. Either it's uh, physically, he maybe he's seeing exactly what's going on. Um, maybe it's metaphorically maybe he's speaking about what he could see and what's really spiritually going on with the people there um that's what we're gonna kind of look at today that view um maybe it's prophetic he may be seeing this temple being destroyed in the years to come uh either way it's heartbreaking for him and yesterday he asked god to remember uh, his people today, he's going to ask the Lord to remember the covenant promises. Let's read these two verses. Asaph writes, remember your covenant promises for the land is full of darkness and violence. Verse 21, don't let the downtrodden be humiliated again. Instead, let the poor and needy praise your name. Again, yesterday, Solomon called for God to remember his people, the Hebrew people, the chosen people. Now he calls God to remember the covenant with his people. I'd like for you just to try to understand for just a few moments the heart of Asaph here. Just, And I, I'm not saying try to understand because you can't. I'm, I'm just saying look at it from his perspective, how hurt and devastating he must be because of what he's seen. Again, if he if this is an Asaph, not particularly the worship leader, but another one that was in the temple at the time of the destruction, I mean, can you imagine the hurt he must feel uh, over what the Hebrew people has built physically, but also spiritually in the enemy? God is allowing the enemy just to come in and destroy it. If he's talking spiritually, um, just think about the hurt that he's seeing the people of God being destroyed spiritually and not standing up for the victory that they have in the Lord. As I was preparing for this devotion, my heart also mourns already for the people who have allowed and still allows the destruction of the enemy to come into their lives and tear their lives apart. Sunday, as we sing some some songs in worship uh, in our services Sunday morning, 
we sing about that old song. We sing that old song, Victory in Jesus, and it still moves my heart today. Victory in Jesus. Uh, what God has done through Jesus Christ for us, we have the victory. And we sing a couple other songs about the empty tomb uh, and how it has sealed the deal of victory over sin in our lives. And even as I sang those songs Sunday morning, I couldn't help but wonder how many people that was attending service that morning was still bound by the, by their sins and how many continued to allow sin to destroy and terrorize their lives and their families even as they sat there in the sanctuary of the church. We have victory over sin and over the enemy through the covenant that Jesus has made through us or through the covenant that God has made with us through Jesus Christ. Asaph calls attention to the world that he lives in. It's full of darkness and violence, and we can relate to this, can't we? Our world is the same. It's full of darkness. It's full of the influence of that darkness on people, and the, and the influence or the the result of that darkness is violence from people, and the result is blindness from people. And how the enemy persuades people to believe that there is no way out for them. The key to defeating this darkness and this violence <clears throat> that Asaph speaks about then and now is the covenant promises that God holds for us. Now, the covenant that Asaph is writing about and probably thinking about is the Abraham covenant. This was the covenant that God made with Abraham for the Hebrew people, and it included three promises, and I just want to briefly show these to you. First of all, it, 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 was involved, it involved three things. It involved land, descendants, and a blessing. The land was the promised land of Canaan that the Hebrew people was promised that, they, that God was given them, and they didn't quite fulfill their end of the deal. They were supposed to go in and completely destroy all the nations and all the people in the land of Canaan. And then they, they didn't quite do that, but God still gave them the land. The descendants was promised to them too. And if you remember, God promised Abraham, you will have descendants as numerous as the stars. Um, but one descendant in particular that God was promising, and that was the Messiah uh, through the tribe of Judah, through uh, Jacob, through Abraham. This was the Messiah, and this was the descendant that God was promising. And then God, and this through Jesus, has given descendants that follow after him for decades, the descendants that God spoke about. Uh, and these were as numerous as the stars. The third thing was the blessing. God promised that through... Um, the, the Hebrew people, all the people of the earth would be blessed, mainly through Jesus, but also the way that they treated and led people to the Messiah. But now God has established a new covenant with all people. But as Jesus said, he didn't come to abolish the old law or the old covenant. He came to fulfill it. So we can still see the three promises in the old covenant. We can see them in the new covenant. <clears throat> First of all, there's a land. 
And this is not a, um, this isn't the land of Missouri or the land that I own. This is a heavenly land, a heavenly home, an eternal home that God promises us. And Jesus promised this in John chapter 14, 3. He says, when everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. Jesus is in heaven, sitting at the right hand of the Father. And Jesus promised that if we will follow after him, we can defeat grave, the grave. We can defeat uh, sin. We can defeat all the powers of the enemy because he's preparing a place for us to live eternally. God also promises us descendants. We are now called and commanded to go and make disciples, make followers of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, that is the that is the single commandment that he gave to his disciples. He didn't say save people. He didn't say um, uh, get them saved. He didn't say do that. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. What he said was go and make disciples. Matthew 28, 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So, <clears throat> we are to make disciples of people. Go and make descendants. The third thing is a blessing. Just like the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, we have a blessing. And that blessing is the power and the leading of the Holy Spirit. John 14, 16 says, and Jesus said, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate or a comforter or someone to come along and help you who will never leave you. Acts 1.8, Jesus, after he died on the cross and rose from the grave, he promised this. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be able to go and be witnesses, telling everyone about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We're, we're, the new covenant gives us victory. We have a heavenly home that awaits us. We are to go and make disciples. And there is a blessing that follows us. The Holy Spirit goes with us everywhere we go. And with this new or old covenant, this is how we have the power over the enemy. Asaph sees it. First of all, he says he sees it as downtrodden and humiliated. And I get that. I understand how he must feel. These are words of the defeated. These are words of being are living in defeat, but God has not called us to live in defeat. He's called us to live in victory. Yes, we're going to be in the world, but we don't have to be of the world. We can't live in this world without defeating moments and defining moments that come and, and beat us down. But we are to live in victory through the new covenant. Paul reminds us in Romans 8.37, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us, who loves us. <clears throat> Despite all the things that come, victory is ours through the new covenant. Jesus reminded us in Matthew 5, 4 and, and verse number 3 and 4 in Matthew 5. It's the Sermon on the Mount. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn for they will be comforted. When troubled times comes by the enemy, we can call on God. 
to recall the covenant he's made with us. But sometimes we can remind him of it. But we have to remember, he doesn't forget. Sometimes we just need to remember the covenant promises. Because even though we may forget, God never forgets. Remember the covenant promises for your victory today. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for these promises. God, help us to always remember your promises are right there in your word. We just have to read them, apply them to our lives, and live by them, and have faith that they are truth. Thank you for these truths, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Tomorrow we're going to remember, as we close out this psalm, how God arose. He arose to defeat his enemies. I hope you'll join me tomorrow for another devotion. I hope you enjoyed today. I hope that you will um, share this with somebody. Remember God's promises and his covenant with you. God loves you, and I'm believing great things for your life today and this week. Remember, I'm praying for you, and I hope you have a wonderful week. God bless you. Thank you.